Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Rise and shine, football fans. Welcome to Morning Footy. Hope you had a fantastic Thanksgiving. We are absolutely thrilled that you're starting your week with us. I'm Susanna Collins alongside Nico Cantor, Charlie Davies, Alexis Guerreros, Lisa Carlin in for some headlines. Let's chat about some weekend results, shall we? Um, let's start in the Premier League. Manchester City hosting Liverpool, um, a battle of two teams that are sitting at or near the top of the Premier League table. And this ended in a 1-1 draw. Mm. I'll say it right now. Big Big point for, for Liverpool. We'll get more into that. Um, but Erling Holland, the, the goal scorer for Manchester City, he is now the fastest player to 50 goals in Premier League history. Yeah, just look how efficient he is. Uh, on the half turn, when he receives it. This is just a botched punt from Alisson trying to release Mo Salah. But look at Ake. Just being able to dribble, carve out his own space, and then when he plays it right to Holland, you can see there's no side-stepping, it's one direction, I'm going straight to goal, and what a finish. Puts uh, City up early, but this just didn't continue to, to, to take advantage of their look chances. Yeah, this, this is insane though, but if you look nice. at the at Andy Cole, who is the next in line, the, the next fastest, it's, he, he wiped the floor Smashed with it. Smashed yeah. this record. What's, what's sick though is Andy Cole's never brought up when you talk about top strikers in, in the Premier League. And look how quick he was to, to 50 goals. In 65 matches, but it's always Shearer or, you know, obviously Thierry Henry, Shearer, you know, but Andy Cole gets lost in the fray, I feel like. But, mm -hmm. I mean, Erling Holland, I don't think anyone, even his father, anticipated this type of start. It's remarkable, and it's clearly unlike anything that we've seen so far. My question is, is, is this level of production sustainable? As long as Pep Guardiola yeah. is the manager? Mm -hmm. Yes. If, he, as long as you're on City and as long as Pep Guardiola is with you, the answer is yes. Because mm -hmm. he, he gets so many opportunities. I think he had 20 touches in the opponent's box. I mean, he's constantly going to get chances. And, you know, at a place like City, Pep's system, it's literally built to get him as many opportunities as possible. It's almost like what we saw at Salzburg and we saw at Dortmund is like on crack at Manchester City. Just because they produce the, the football and the way that they play, is meant for a guy to get the amount of goals like Erling well, Haaland. Remember the season that he wasn't there and City played without a nine? The, just two seasons ago, right? They got to a Champions League final. Right, and they got without a nine. Right, yeah. and they were like, what, what, what would this City look like with a nine? And then this guy came, and last year, he showed that he can put up these numbers sustainably, mm -hmm. but, which, is, which is absolutely crazy. Uh, and what you touched on with, with City is, 
it's the players around him. Mm. In this match in particular, Bernardo Silva was phenomenal. Just at finding those pockets, getting on the ball. Out of position. Just incredible. Incredible. City, if, if you're Guardiola looking at this match, you're, you're thinking, we, why aren't we scoring more than that? And, and it comes down to just Liverpool. Yes, they conceded early, and, and it was off of that mistake from Alisson. But after, they were just super condensed. Matip made some, some big-time one-on-one defending mm-hmm. actions. Um, so good Allison. tackles, good positioning. Alisson had a big save right before he did. Trent Alexander-Arnold scores. Literally right but before City, it's You felt like it was... It was there just to finish the game off. It was that point of caramelization. Are you worried about and, the and they and they pull the muscle pull? From Always, the yeah, yeah. No, that was not fun to see. I was hoping that perhaps it was just a, a cramp or something. Yeah, no, that I, Allison is is instrumental uh, to Liverpool's success, and I think this was a, this was a very Liverpool performance where they concede early and then kind of fight their way back into this one. Anytime you can get points at. Etihad is, you will take it. I was, I was super happy with this result, but you know we are approaching that time right around the holidays where this is where Liverpool seemingly always have this sort of they fall off of form a bit, and so I, this was this was a very welcome result. Um, you hope that they can stay healthy. You hope that everything will be fine with with Allison, but I love that. I love look at Trent. Shush. Yeah, it's a, it's a big-time goal solver. Just, I mean, yeah. that was huge, and that was his first goal of, of the season, and we've seen Trent score some some pretty incredible goals from that sort of distance. So that was that was a really that was that was a huge moment for him. Um, it's it's and look at the look at the table right now, you guys. Arsenal are now on top. City, mm-hmm. Liverpool, Villa. Like, we've been there before. Gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exciting. Like this is this is exactly what what you want. Um, but yeah, I think that I, it's, I'm, a, I'm not concerned about City. I'm never really concerned about City. But it does feel like there's just a little, there's something, something missing this season where like they're not able to put away. That's what it looked. Teams. That's what it looked like last season. And then they have this thing where it hit February, March, and they just they change. They, they have they they can smell the blood on the water, mm-hmm. and they start tearing teams up. It, it's a it's a long season, right? It's. Yes. And Pep, likes, know to, Pep likes to dig a hole for himself, make it fun again. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He likes to give himself a couple hurdles. Like, oh, you to thought help. I was done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Th- this team knows how to reinvent itself within the same season. Yeah. I Which will say for Liverpool, this felt – remember how we were talking for the last couple of weeks about how it felt like they were – quietly, like, uh, in comedy, they call it, like, uh, you're crushing in obscurity. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you're crushing on the road, but no one's really talking about it yet. It was sort of, like, under the radar. They're really good, but no one's really talking about them. This felt like their coming out party, right? Um, you get Trent Alexander-Arnold with the shush. Hold on, Darwin Nunez at the end of the game, going up, jawing up a little bit with Pep Guardiola. Tripping. This was their moment, because this... If you look at the XG and whatnot, this wasn't their best match. No, it wasn't. They weren't supposed to win. They weren't supposed to draw this match. <laughs> City, by all accounts, should have walked away with this. And Darwin Nunez. Look at the look at the assistant though for Liverpool right there. Got his hand up on Guardiola. Right? Like, back up. Bob's like, hey, back up. Ain't having Can none we of get this. the lip readers? You know, this felt like Liverpool's puffing their chest out. Like you weren't really chatting about us before, but we're here. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. But what I'm saying is. It was evident that, uh, like, a Jota, for me, is should not be starting in this team. And 
Luis Diaz came in in the 54th minute. Right. And I look at Klopp because he made that substitution, and he also took off Curtis Jones and brought Gravenberch on. Those two players yeah. made a massive difference. They, Liverpool are much more similar to when they had Sadio Mane and, mm-hmm. and uh, Mo Salah on the wings, when they were able, able to high press, they had more speed. Then Jota, who plays more of like a withdrawn nine, he, he, he doesn't have that pace. I, I just don't think he necessarily fits what Jurgen Klopp's trying to do mm-hmm. when he's played out wide. But um, a lot of props to Jurgen Klopp to make those tactical decisions in the 54th minute because that changed the game. That saved Liverpool to get back into it. And a very, very important point on the road. All right, let's transition on over to uh, Serie A. The big match this weekend was uh, Juventus taking on Inter, the team sitting one and two in the standings. Both teams on really, really good form. And Dusan Vlahovic. Look at Chiesa. I mean, he's been cooking for a while with the Italian national team, Juve. He's getting back into his best form. And Vlahovic, who hasn't scored in a while, it's good to see him get back on the score sheet. Juve need Vlahovic to be dominant for them to to, to win cups. Vlahovic himself recovers the ball in that play. It was pretty impressive. Look at this pass, though. And then I mean, this, this is a beautiful pass, and Martinez does the rest. The way Martinez just in one in one big step goes around his defender. Look at this. Boom. Ah, that one, it, yeah, is it incredible. It is so slick. I mean, he is playing at a form I haven't seen him play. And again, consistency has always been the big word with him. He's playing so well, so consistent. Here's a look at the top half of the Serie A table. Inter Milan sitting on top at 32 points. Juventus right behind at 30, uh, followed by AC Milan, Napoli, and Roma. Um, do we feel like this is, I mean, how surprised are you that the we're at this point in the season and the table is shaping up this way? Are you surprised at Juve's success this season? No, how well they've been playing? I'm not surprised that Juve are in the top top three, top top two, just because of how defensively resilient they've been. I knew they weren't going to ship goals, but it was like, is Vlahovic going to be the striker they need him to be? Is Kesa going to be heavily relied on, and can he continue with, you know, not being injured? Because typically he 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 takes too many knocks, similar to what Christian Pulisic was like in the past. But they look good. Just it's a little too pragmatic for me. Mm. And into Milan, it's no surprise that they're they're at the top because they're just incredible. Out of Nico, Nico Barella right now is playing phenomenally. The way he can move in between the lines, late runs out of midfield. He's a great distributor, one as a midfielder, but also just a tough tackler. Just a, an amazing piece that Inter Milan have. I would be, I'd be surprised if they don't get any bids after this season for him. Mm-hmm. To me, watching this game was like a real. A real test of where Juve is. You don't have European competition. You get one match a week other than your cup competitions. Use it. You're at home, and Inter look better than you defensively. They look better than you in the transition mm-hmm. game. This, to me, was like, this is where you are. And there was rumors that they want to sell Vlahovic. Vlahovic. Bro, you need to keep him. You need to surround him with even more opportunities to score. Uh, to me, it was like, all right. It, they, it felt like they kind of ceded a little bit of control the Serie A to Inter in this moment. Well, we've got uh, much more to dive into uh, later on in the show. But before we head to break, we want to uh, send a huge congratulations to Nigel Real. Congrats, Nigel. He and Sarah have welcomed a new baby girl, Luna. De Lucinda Rio Coker, born on November 24th, six and a half pounds, and she is a precious angel. Wow. This beautiful. Look I love at the name. that. I love the name. Luna. It is beautiful. 
congrats, guys. Uh, could not be happier for you. All right, we are going to take a break. Lisa Carlin is going to be back with some headlines when we return on the other side. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount Plus. Welcome back to Morning Footy. Hey, let's check in on our weekend footy wagers. Here's a look at the current standings. Hey, you're going oh, creeping up. <laughs> creeping up. Not out of the red yet, but look at Alexis. Let's go. You're making Jimmy Conrad sweat a little mm, bit. Should be. Nico, Although I will well say done. Nico is closer to me than I am to Jimmy. That's true. Charlie, um, it wasn't a great wasn't a great weekend for you. No, it was not. And uh, <laughs> Is it ever? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was once when I was feeling myself. Oh, Lord. Um, should, we, should we dive into our, our wagers and kind of see where it all went right or went wrong? Yeah, let's do it. For us? Okay. Um, we're going to start with Jimmy, our king, who... Didn't hit on either. Wow. He went, he, you know what his problem was? Either he of his went bets. With the heart and not with the head. He Wait did. a minute. I'm so sure he has a video, was, right? Where's the video? <laughs> no, he always sends I know. Them? He's a coward. He's wow. Like, yeah, always no. sends us a video, but now he loses his bet. We don't get one. It's funny Weird that, how that works. Yeah, so he had Orlando City and Columbus crew both to score, which they did not. Um, in the regular in regulation, and then SKC to win or draw, and SKC mm. lost. Should so I should I do my my Jimmy to Jimmy? Please, yeah, do it. Am I doing that? Where's my yeah. camera? Sure. Can we send this to Jimmy? Jimmy's probably asleep. <laughs> five eighteen a.m. Am I looking at down barrel of camera five? Do it. <laughs> Jimmy, I can't believe you. You went MLS again. <laughs> no. That's such a trap game, my friend. You went with the heart and not with the head. <laughs> Orlando's going to muddy up the waters, man. He definitely is. And Columbus is going to have a hard time in the bogged-down terrain of Orlando. And SKC, it had to be end of the road sometime, buddy. How do you make those bets? Nah, I need, like, a paper bag to put over my head. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good, Jimmy. That's uh, good. Well done. With all respect, we love you, Jimmy. Well done. Although we're happy you lost. Well yes, done. Very happy. Well, Nico, what was what was your bet? Because you were a winner. Um, mine weekend. was a little bit more simple. I Flamengo won, mm -hmm. and we had a similar. We had a Real Sociedad. Real Sociedad yeah. to beat Sevilla, which uh, was uh, pretty fair. And this is the Flamengo. I, I Flamengo needed to get the win away at América Mineiro. Yeah. They're now second in the Brasileira. We'll talk about that later. But um, América Mineiro is the worst team in Brazil at the moment. <coughs> so. 
I, I was pretty confident in them, in them getting the win in, in crunch time in the season. And it, it all it all paid out. Look at that, fifty-two dollars and twenty-three cents. Yeah. Nice. Nicely done, Nico. Charlie. I had great odds. <laughs> Your odds were insane. United to and I win made this at bet. Everton all day. I knew they were going to bounce back. Mm-hmm. Should should have just stuck with that. Look at that, plus seven oh eight. Like that's crazy. That's great odds. And then, have won such and a, then you made to win at home, straight up. No, that was a difficult one. Yeah, very. Also, Inter is, with that good of odds, you shouldn't yes. place that much money on your wager. You, you should have done Inter, you the winner draw. You really went for it, Charlie. Yeah, I, I, I know I should. <laughs> this is her watching this. <laughs> right there is where you lost the bet. <laughs> yeah. Start off great, and, and then bang. right there. Yeah. <laughs> End of the bet. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was worth the risk given the odds. But yeah, I probably should have done the win draw, and I would have been cooking. Say it pretty. Yeah. Cooking. Yeah. Alexi. Speaking of cooking. Alexis. Your boy hit on all three. Sensational uh, bet. Parlay. Sensational. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. Stuck in La Liga. I did uh, Atletico Madrid to win. I did Getafe to win. And uh, Real Sociedad, I think. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Nonetheless. Real yeah, Sociedad. Yeah, 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 yeah. There it is. Boom. Uh, all three had great odds. You put them together, you get some pretty good odds. I'm sorry, all three had terrible odds because they were all supposed to win. But I put 50 to win 189, and your boy did it. Thank you very this much. This is very Jim, Jimmy Conrad-esque of you. I'm yeah. trying to be. Yeah. Last, remember last week I the did gloating. five on a parlay. Yeah. yeah. No, I liked when I couldn't, I didn't realize on air, but when we were putting it in our group chat and I saw your bet, I was like, ooh, that's a really good bet. Mm-hmm. I told you before all the, all the games yeah, yeah. happened, uh, and Getafe had a, Come back win against yeah. Almeria, which is the worst team in Spain. But they're the worst team in Spain. I think they only have one win on the season, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. But uh, do you know Sevilla made it? I thought they were gonna. I thought they were gonna draw. You were tripping out. Yeah. Sergio Ramos ends up getting a second yellow. He pulled. A, he pulled the dest. He got a yellow. Started. Started yipping. Gets a second yellow immediately. It was crazy. All right, time to talk about my bet because your girl finally hit. Yeah. Yeah. Round of applause. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I am only betting on Bundesliga from here on out. I feel like anytime I do it, honestly, like that's I I did well. But um, I had Leverkusen to win and there to be over two and a half goals in that game against Werder Bremen, and then also. Over two and a half goals for Tottenham Villa, and I, I felt, money, money. I, I felt good. I felt good about both of these because they. Uh, I mean, Leverkusen have been scoring Pretty a ton. Mando, man. Yeah, they. Uh, they legitimately coasted to this win, but that Tottenham Villa game had to make you tight. I was. How many? Dying. How many? Every time VAR got called on a goal, I said Susan's sweating was, right now. I was literally. I was like, <laughs> one of these has to count. But I, how many goals did Son have called offside? Three. Three. And then thank you, Ollie Watkins, you beautiful man. Leon Bailey also looked pretty good. You know yeah. what was great for your over 25? <gasps> that Bayer Leverkusen got an early goal. I know, that was huge. I saw that, I saw. I was checking on Fatma, and, it, and it I was, saw that early, and I was like, it was an, it was let's an, go, an own goal too, it was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm still in the red. But, but, but you're, you're climbing. climbing. You're climbing. Climbing back up. 
it's I'm coming. <laughs> Wait, this is the trajectory. You're doing the pep. You're digging a little hole <laughs> yeah. for yourself, and then you get him in the second half. Uh, you know it. You know you gonna come back storm. Let me end the first half strong. We gotta, we gotta, happening. we gotta save some time for Lisa Carlin, who's hey. been waiting ever so patiently to give us some headlines this morning. It's great to see you. How was your Thanksgiving? It was lovely. It's great to have you all back at the desk. I like hearing about your wins and your losses. <laughs> Pretty entertaining, yeah. honestly. Who's someone who has no skin in the game? It's hilarious to listen to. So great job, guys. Keep Thanks. Up. Thanks, Lisa. Let's talk about some news because we have to start in England with some sad news. Former Three Lions manager Terry Venables has passed away at 80 years old. Venables led England to the Euro 1996 semifinals, and he also spent time as the head coach of the Australian national team. Venables enjoyed a stellar career as a club manager, winning an FA Cup with Tottenham and La Liga title with Barcelona. Staying in Europe, the UEFA Champions League group stage is back this week, and Union Berlin returned to action with a new man in charge. The struggling Bundesliga club, Bundesliga club has hired Croatian Nenad Bjelica as their new manager, taking over for Jurs Fischer, who stepped down after Union's 12-match losing streak in all competitions. Union Berlin finished fourth place in the Bundesliga last season to secure their first Champions League appearance. Union has managed just one point in group play. However, they can still secure a Europa League knockout round place. In Spain, Granada has fired Paco Lopez as manager after their 3-1 loss to Alaves on Friday. The La Liga side is sitting in 19th place, riding a 12-match winless slide in all competition. Lopez has helped lead Granada back to La Liga last season after guiding them to the Spanish second division title, taking over last November for Aitor Carranca. Alexander Medina is reportedly expected to be hired as Lopez's replacement. In injury news, Tottenham's long list of key injuries added another name this weekend after midfielder Rodrigo Bentancourt left Tottenham's loss to Aston Villa on Sunday with an ankle injury. Bentancourt was coming off playing two World Cup qualifiers with Uruguay, including a starting role in their win over Argentina, but is now facing a spell on the sidelines after just returning in October from a torn ACL. In Major League Soccer, the Philadelphia Union season ended on Saturday at the hands of FC Cincinnati. And the dominant topic shortly after this loss was the future of Union captain Alejandro Bedoya. Multiple reports revealed earlier this season that the Union didn't plan to bring Bedoya back in 2024, a potential move that Union head coach Jim Curtin and several key Union players are opposed to. Curtin addressed this topic after Saturday's loss, saying, quote, I think anywhere in the world, the head coach would have a say in what's up with this captain. I think there was a miscommunication for sure. So we'll see how that plays out. Susanna, Morning Footy has addressed this situation when it was first revealed, but it's very clear that Jim Curtin and key players like Andre Blake, Mikel Ua, um, they want Bedoya to stay. Do you see this changing after all of this went down post-game? I hope so. I... He is, he's the captain. He is such a leader on the team. You know yeah, him as, as a Philadelphia girl. I mean, th- exactly. this, this man, he loves When you think Philadelphia. of Philadelphia Union, you think of Alejandro Bedoya. A hundred percent. He is, he's synonymous with this city. He has a home there. His family has roots there now. And I think that, yeah, you know, is, has he, is he older? Of course he is. Is he a little bit slower? Is he a little off the pace? Of course he is. But he's also said he's willing to take less money. And I think that for a, a player to have such passion for a club and for a city and he can still produce. Let's be honest. The guy is still a baller. 
you do everything you can to keep him in place, especially when he's willing to, to take a pay cut. Jim Curtin loves this guy. I mean, I don't think that's ever been the, the issue there. I just, I really hope Ernst Tanner finds a way to, to make this work because he clearly wants to say, the but supporters want like to say is Tanner team. doesn't want to make it work it's because it's, it's the head coach. I don't understand why, they're though. They're clearly being vocal about wanting him there. I don't Let's know talk why. talk about Jim Curtin, yeah. the players, and Ali Bedoya himself, uh, probably. I mean, it, I think it's, it's... The sporting direction is going, is looking at another way. Well, I think he's just 36 years old. So, you know, he, he I know he logged 2,000 minutes this season and had seven assists. But if you're a sporting director, you're thinking, oh, I want to go new right away. But the thing is, he'll stay for a lot less just to be a part of, of this organization. Mm -hmm. He wants to, he loves Philadelphia. It's like in his blood now. And you figure out a way to keep him just for his leadership. He's not going to be a full-time starter probably, yeah. but he's a type of player in terms of you need somebody to fill in. You need somebody to hold the team accountable. Is keep he them good going in the, locker? in the right direction. Yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a captain. I think at the end of the day you have to ask yourself, can you find a better player for a veteran minimum? Someone who fits this team would be good in the locker room. Like you said, you've played with him, you know. Uh, is someone that the fans love, someone that the coach likes having around, someone who feels like they're a general or a coach when they're on the pitch. Can you find a better, mm -hmm. a better player like that in this league that would take the veteran minimum? If the answer is no, then I think you're being a little dumb to not sign this guy. I yeah. think you keep him around at least a two-year contract. Yeah, I think it would be a huge mistake to let him go. Um, all right, we're going to take another break. We are going to dive into some weekend results in the Premier League when we return. Don't go anywhere. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to The Shy? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Morning Footy. Here's a look at the weekend results in the Premier League. Uh, we've already chatted about that Manchester City Liverpool 1 1 draw. Brighton get the 3 2 win at Nottingham Forest. Newcastle United 4 1 over Chelsea. Arsenal a big 1 0 win over Brentford that puts them on top of the table. Aston Villa beat Tottenham 2 1. And Manchester United massive 3 0 win against Everton, and uh, this was a, a match that had storylines aplenty surrounding both teams heading into this one. Uh, Manchester United, of course, kind of dealing with this, this string of subpar results in Everton, the 10-point deduction, the fan protests outside. This one was always going to be um, spicy, shall we say. Yes. Spicy, but Manchester United, to their credit, um, came out firing in this one, and this game produced arguably the best goal that we have seen so far. And this could, this could be goal of the season. This is, is that one Wayne Rooney against City? That, I mean, Nacho. Are you That's kidding me? Puskas. Are you kidding me? That is beautiful. You can say it's going to be top three. You can't say it's for sure going to be I, winning I, of the goal. I will, the will, I'll be willing to take a long-term bet with you that that's the Puskas without even seeing the rest of the goals this season. Oh. I don't think he struck that ball. Pure. So perfectly. I, it, 
I was watching it live and I, I was just like, oh, like I was, just, yeah. it was, it was a thing of beauty. And I don't like this team, but I, but I but you got to give them credit, right? I was like, wow, that was the, way the that most he gets beautiful in the goal I have so ever suddenly seen. The timing. And so high. It's crazy. <gasps> yeah, I, I would still take Wayne Rooney's bike against City over that one. Better celebration because it was his own, right? He put the arms out like this as opposed to do the Sioux. But I felt, I felt bad for Everton watching this game because mm. they didn't play badly. They just have nothing in that final third. If it's not crosses sent into a couple tall players, they've got no, no one to clinically finish, man. Manchester United made the best of the opportunities they had. I mean, look at the shots. 24 shots to nine. Uh, Everton. They, shots they, on goal, six to four. They had they something. Were, Onana came up big. Yo, no, Onana had a great game. Saves. Onana had a great game. Marcus Rashford did a ton. Tons of long balls sent to him. I mean, it's not the way you want to play, but I know Eric Ten Hag has come out and said, when they brought me in, they didn't bring me in to play the Ajax way. They brought me in to win games, which means defensively. And he's starting to do that. Yeah, he brings up Ajax playing the a Ajax lot. way a lot. a lot. He brings it up a lot. <laughs> uh, every time he gets asked, How was your, what's the weather looking to, today? I didn't come here to play the Ajax way. <laughs> like, dude, stop. Yes, he did. <laughs> uh, but they got a lot out of Anthony Martial. Um, they, without, you know, this United side has always struggled to find a nine after mm -hmm. Van Persie left. Mm -hmm. It was like, who's going to be a long-term solution at that position? And Martial gets his goal, wins the penalty as well. Um, you know, they had, had to go to VAR to get it, but he was just effective. And you've seen moments of absolute brilliance from Martial, which is why they spent what they did when they brought him in in the first place from Monaco. But he's just been wildly inconsistent, um, to quote you. Yeah, wildly. Wildly inconsistent. But when he is on, he, you could say he's up there with the best strikers in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a, an emphatic win for Manchester United going into midweek. The, I like the form in which Manchester United won. Because if there are questions around United going into a game at Istanbul where you have to win against Galatasaray, mm -hmm. it would have been... Maybe you go into a very difficult game, into a trap game with a lot of, with a lack of confidence. But the fact that it was emphatic, the fact that they won without any doubts, without any fear, they took care of business. How you expect Manchester United to take mm -hmm. care of business? It bodes really well for the game in they, Turkey. It feels like it feels like they've turned a little bit of a, a corner. They've they've silenced a few of their. They're yeah, guys, but uh, slightly. Not, I'm not guys, saying with the result, for with sure. The result. What if Galatasaray is not Everton? What if you give up that exactly. many shots on goal to Icardi and some of the other players, mm -hmm. Sasha Bowie They'll coming up in the week? This is a completely, and going to Istanbul is a completely different thing than going to Goodison Park. No disrespect to Goodison Park. But you just going disrespected the hell out no, of No, I didn't, no. <laughs> Galatasaray's That's home for a Champions yeah. League is another it's, level. It's, it's, a, it's a big game for them, too. I, I, I've, I've been watching Galatasaray a lot, and they need to finish their opportunities. They, 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 they could have put Bayern Munich away in Turkey, to be honest, and, and they couldn't. They had the better opportunities in the first 50, 60 minutes. Um, you think you'd ever say that about Everton? Huh? Could have put Bayern Munich away? Right. No. I, I, it's it's going to be a really tricky game. But Come on. Yeah, sure. They're starting to change the corner, turn the corner. 
but the the corner's wide and the yeah, corner's no, long. You you have to win. At, yeah. yeah, men and blazers come at you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you Yo, want the smoke from I men want, and blazers? All that smoke, bro. <laughs> I get it. Um, all right, well let's uh, let's you know chat about watch American content. Alexis, let's talk about Arsenal. Let's do it. Shall we? Shall we? Because they get that one no win over Brentford. They also will be playing in Champions League midweek. They have a match against Lens. Uh, but this win with this goal, they overtake uh, Tottenham at the top of the table. This was needed by both of these players, I think. If you look at Saka, an absolutely perfect pass to the to the far post, which isn't always covered by Arsenal. But you got Kai Havertz, who two things happened after this. You saw the players crowd around Kai Havertz, give him a chance, celebrate. But also, they got around Ramsdale and kind of gave him a big hug as well. Hey, you needed this. Ramsdale was not looking all that confident either. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. Uh, this was a big, big uh, win for both. But when you look at Bukayo Saka said after the match that he's getting double teamed a lot. He's constantly got two defenders on him, and he's had to rewatch matches to try to figure out how to get, how to have those moments of brilliance where he was giving a lot more leeway last, last season. And he's finding those moments to be influential, even with two defenders, and you saw it there. Crisp, absolute perfect cross to the far post. Right Kai Havertz sinking it. Oh. I, Alexis proceeded to delete all the bad things he said about Kai Havertz on Twitter. I've never said anything bad. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Also, all my tweets self-delete. Because he scores <laughs> this goal that erases his, his supposed influence within the team. Okay, Charlie. The expectations. You, you were a striker. Yeah. You know that. So, and I'm not saying Kai Havertz is. I, th- I actually think he's better in the midfield. Um, he was specifically German brought in. German coach thinks he's a better left back. I, well, listen, I do think he's better <laughs> tra- getting into the opponent's box late. And I think that's why he was brought in originally to have that Shaka role of getting into the box late, not necessarily defensively. And I think he plays that well. But you know, when it comes to goal scoring, confidence is important. He just spent a horrific run mm-hmm. at Chelsea. Don't you start, aren't you starting to see the makings of the confidence in him starting to get back? And don't you think that's a positive for him? That'll lead to more goal scoring, more goal, goal uh, chances created? A positive for him to, to get this goal for confidence. And you know your, teams want you to, your teammates want you to succeed, but he still doesn't fit the system. Mm. It, 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 it's an anomaly for me. I just don't understand why they spent the, um, the amount of money they did to bring Kai Havertz in when there's not a clear plan that he fits in the system because what you get from Martinelli, what you get from Saka are two wingers who are explosive, who take players one-on-one, who create space for the nine as Gabby Jesus moves around. He's a, he's a better finisher than Kai Havertz and he offers you more with your back to goal, but also just finding those those half spaces. Kai Havertz doesn't fit as a nine with this Arsenal side, mm-hmm. doesn't fit as a winger. And then in the midfield, he doesn't have the passing ability that Granite Shaka has. So he, he can't fulfill that role because Granite Shaka could drop back. He doesn't get the credit that he deserves. Now he's getting it at Leverkusen. You're seeing how he's able to spread, he's spray, incredible. spray the ball around that, that the team. But for, for, I think when you're looking at this player, Havertz just doesn't have a one strength that you need in this Arsenal side because he's not a six, he's not a 10. Uh, and the way that Arsenal plays with Odegaard, they just don't match well together the way that they, they don't have him found chemistry. I think you're, I don't think you're wrong in anything you've said. I think the one thing we're forgetting is Yuri and Timber. When he goes down, it completely changes Mikel Arteta's plan. If you look at what 
Uh, Kai Havertz can do that. Maybe Granit Xhaka couldn't. One, Granit Xhaka, you sold at the top of your value. Remember, previously he was going to go to Roma for $28 million. It was looking like that. It, it was a Cinderella story and his mm-hmm. comeback after, you know, flipping off the fans. But now you got to sell him for value. You get the best value you're probably going to get from him. His so value take was, that money and spend 50 on Havertz? Hold on. And then you bring in Havertz. If Urien Timber is able to go forward and sort of protect that back line in that, in that midfield when attacking, because he does go forward and sort of camps out next to where, where Declan Rice would have been, Kai Havertz is free to do the thing he's supposed to do, which is get into that box late and create an overload. If that's able to happen, we're not having this conversation. Without Urien Timber, you can see Mikel Arteta is just trying to find the best place for him to get him back in that confidence, and it's starting to happen. So as far as I'm concerned, we're seeing the, the, we're seeing the seeds flourish into a fruit. So you're saying when, when Timber goes that down, works? That, that, ben, I feel so like ben that White, shouldn't happen. So One Ben White would goes, go out or wouldn't play? Ben, so White, would, ben White wouldn't play is what you're saying? If Timber's uh, healthy? No, it depends on who you want him to, back, uh, who you want him to partner with. In the midfield? Personally, I think it's your You're saying Timber's a midfielder? No, no, he, he roams into the midfield. Ben White is but on the But where would right. he start? Where would Timber start? He starts as a center back. Remember, Gabriel Magalhaes wasn't starting in the beginning. Magalhaes needs to play. Now, yes, back. of course. He's proven himself, absolutely. But frankly, I would have Yuri and Timber start at the left back and then slide in. Mm-hmm. Should we go to opposite walls? <laughs> we can give up. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, I think when you have Declan Rice, you just don't you don't need a Havertz in the okay. midfield. He, ah, he guess co- what? He covers too Y'all much are sitting ground. on top of the Disagree. table for the first time this season. So well yeah. done. They're doing something right. We back, baby. Huh? We back. Feels don't good get up too here. Comfortable. Don't There's a nice view up here. Yeah, Look at the down Spurs, there. three loss in a row. I know. That's Emerson it. Royal, <laughs> a center back. That. Injuries. Emerson right, Royal, a center back. Dyer's on the bench. Alexis, be quiet. We're Cut taking a break and uh, <laughs> we're chatting some. Let's <laughs> 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 Is my mother in law here? Quite <laughs> upset. 